So we're recording on a weird day, so the energy is kind of different than it usually is. It is. Hold on. I'm going to make it better. Stevie is reaching off camera. Stevie is holding up a thing of Red Bull. Stevie is putting down a thing of Red Bull. Stevie picked up the Red Bull. Stevie is now drinking the Red Bull. Why does that burn my throat? Because it's Red Bull. I'm like tearing up. <coughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's what Red Bull does. It burns your throat. I never try it and makes you gassy. This. Never try and chug this shit. Jesus fucking... I'm like tearing up. Oh my god. <laughs> I woke up from a nap at like like 6.48. And so my brain's a little... That's what it's doing in the background. Gotcha. So it's just going... <laughs> and it's a Sunday. Very weird. It's like... <laughs> It's burning my throat a little bit because I'm just doing it too fast. Then don't drink it too fast. Well, I'd rather not have to sip it the whole time. I'd rather just get all the benefits up front, you know? Yeah, but then it will hit suddenly and then you'll be all jittery. I got crowd to mellow it back out. <laughs> You're killing me, Stevie. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask if you wanted a daily question, but I feel like after the last one, you might be a little bit burnt out on questions. No, we kind of still need the daily question. We do. Oh, our, our listeners don't even know what that's referring to. We had to re-record an episode three times. Long story short, it was a questions episode for our Patreon listeners, and it went very, very poorly. That's the short version. Um, the final episode was actually pretty good, but just getting to that final episode version... I don't think I ended up listening to it, because I was tired of questions, too. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I linked it to you. You probably didn't, because I feel like I don't remember it, but also, even if you had, if it makes you feel better, I probably wouldn't have listened to it. <laughs> well, I'm now copying the link, and I am posting the link in the chat, so you can listen to the episode, Oops All Questions. Good title. Very good title. Which, Which if the listener of this episode wants to hear Oops All <laughs> Questions, they can by merely becoming a Patreon supporter. Give us money. $3. Only $3. I made it sound like I was going to rob you for everything you're worth, but only only $3. Only a little little $3. And then you get to hear wonderful episodes like Oops All Questions, which came through much trial and tribulation. Much trial. So many trials. So many fucking trials. Uh, hey, Micah. Hey, Micah. Uh, what's up? Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? I'd rather be covered in fur. Boo. Wrong. Wrong, Correct. bitch. Wrong. Why? Because fur is nice and soft and cuddly and yada, 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 and all that fun stuff. Not necessarily. Sheds. Well, I would keep... So what? I've got dogs that shed. That's I already true. have fur on everything. <laughs> that is already a problem you possess. <laughs> I would go so with I take scales. Fur. Because I imagine okay. it like um, like when you pet snakes, it feels really nice. They feel very If you smooth. pet them in one direction, if you pet them in the other direction, it's sharp. I already get like that when I shave. So like, it's it's just as well. <laughs> like I have like nasty little sandpaper skin already. So I feel I, I don't think that's all bad. And I feel like it could look very cool. I think that it's hard to to look appealing if you're covered in fur. If you're covered in scales, you just look cool as hell. I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. That's okay. Maybe it would look intentional. Like, maybe it would look like I, like, tattooed them on or something. People are like, oh, my God, that's really cool. And it just look like I'm making a super artsy statement, you know? I would really have to lean into it, though. Maybe get those, like, fancy little contacts. Apparently, they don't really make prescription versions of, um... Get a bifurcated tongue. Those scare me so bad, but they look so cool. And apparently you can move them, like, independently, which is an interesting advantage, um, but also very scary. It's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like something in my little caveman brain is like, hmm, this is striking something deep within, like, my, my evolutionary instincts, and it is not good. Stevie is now finishing up the Red Bull. Okay, I'm good. Are you? Yeah. The yeah. look on your face looks pained. It was... I don't drink anywhere near as much Red Bull as I used to. <laughs> so it's not as... It's not as pleasant of an experience as it used to be. But, gotcha. you know, what can you do? You make sacrifices for the podcast. <laughs>
Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast with two transgender siblings, one of whom just completely scalded a Red Bull, much to the other one's horror. It's where you, you drink it all the way down. That's what scald means. Scald. I've never heard that word before. Okay. My name is Micah. <laughs> My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. And normally I say something after that, but right now I'm not going to, because just because I wanted to see what Micah would do, and the answer is just kind of... <laughs> Just kind of, just, just as a visual medium, just uh, cock their head a little bit. Yeah, just tilt my head a little bit to the side as I waited for Stevie to continue, <laughs> as Stevie normally does, but Stevie, as we've established, is a bit tired from a nap. And I want to keep you on your toes a little bit. Sometimes I wish you wouldn't, Stevie. Sometimes I want you to do the heavy lifting. <laughs> Micah said no toes, actually. Let's leave the toes where they are. <laughs> oh, goodness. So. Oh, do we have to talk about the news? This is a public episode, so yes, we're going to talk about the news. Boo. Okay. Um, I've got... Actually, it's all it's all bad news. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So find us some good news that we can intersperse among the bad news. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, should we do... Should we intersperse it with the bad news, or after the news segment, should we transition to Stevie's stress-free, st- Stevie's stress-free sauna, which is actually surprisingly hard for me to say since I grew up with a lisp. Um, and then I give all my good news. Let's intersperse it to kind of okay. dull the pain a bit. Okay. That being said, let's get moving on to the news. Our first headline. The cops never even tried to open the classroom door in Uvalde Massacre. Yeah. Report says. Yeah. Police officers responding to last month's mass shooting at a vault in Evaldi, Texas elementary school were never tried to open the door where the classroom where young children were trapped with the gunmen, according to a new report. A law enforcement source cited by the San Antonio Express News on Saturday said surveillance footage revealed no attempts by officers to open the door during the entire 77-minute siege at Robb Elementary School. Holy shit. So they were just in the building not doing anything. And, and the, yeah, they were in the building and did nothing. Holy 19 fuck. children and two teachers were killed during that time. Holy fuck. In the wake of the massacre, police claimed part of the reason they took so long to confront the shooter was because officers could not access the classroom and needed to wait for a key. Bullshit. But the law enforcement source told Express News that the gunmen could not have locked the door from the inside Investigators believe that the door was open the entire time. Holy shit. So, uh, yeah, that's the latest out of uh, Evaldi, Texas on the shooting. Isn't there that uh, law that's like cops don't actually have to help you? That was a ruling that brought down by the Supreme Court, yes. That was the one. Great. Glad to see that one's getting uh, getting a lot of use, getting a lot of legwork in. Kind of hard to make jokes. Good for good for comedy podcast. Very good. Holy fucking shit. Didn't they also... I can't remember where I read this, so I might be wrong. Didn't the police, like, flip out and start, like, handcuffing parents who were trying to get them to help? Yes. Like, they were literally punishing the parents of the children more than they were punishing the actual fucking shooter. Yes. That is a real piece of work of a police station. I say that like really it's is. an individual problem. We all know all the apples are bad. All of the apples are definitely bad. Uh, Stevie, do you have some good news? Um, Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, Our top headline comes from theweek.com. Their little segment called It Wasn't All Bad. And the top headline is Phoenix Gas Station Owner Sells Gas at a Loss to Help His Customers. Okay. Uh, Singh owns a gas station in Phoenix, and while he is buying gas at five sixty six a gallon from his supplier, he's selling it for, for, for he's selling it for forty seven cents less. With thousands of gallons of gas pumped at his station every day, it's a big loss for Singh, but what's important to him is that he's giving some relief to his customers. My mother, my father, they teach us to help, Singh told KTVK. If you have something, you have to share with other people. His generosity means the world to customers like James McGarry, who fills up his tank twice a week. I'm super thankful, he said. I'm grateful he's here. Um, Twice a week? Twice a week. He must have a hell of a commute. Or must be driving a hell of a gas guzzler. James McGarry must have a very hard time with gas. Holy shit, dude. Twice per week. Man, I'm 
I'm glad I have a little gas efficient Corolla. Uh, I have I have a, a gas efficient um, toy. Uh, I have a Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a Corolla. Yes, I do. Oh, it's the dead one. No, the car that we just got is a Corolla. Wait. Oh, 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 I forgot that the new one is a Corolla. The new one looks so fucking cool that I keep forgetting it's a Corolla. <laughs> it is a cool looking car. It looks really cool. And because when I you think know what's not cool about it? What's not cool? The car payment. Oh, yeah, you do have a car payment. Yeah. Yeah. Which I try not to think about that. Yeah. Good car, though. Good car. Way less risk with this car. So that's nice. What was the other one? The Murano? Yeah, the Murano, which broke down constantly. Yeah. Long term, something, something, saving money, more in repairs, bada, bada, ba. New car, good. Yeah. When I think of Toyota Corolla, I think of my shitty little, my shitty little first car, Gary. Love him. You drove that. You drove Gary. Yes. Gary used to be mine. You named him Gary. I did name him Gary. Yeah, I made Hannah rename it. It was great. I don't have a name for my car right now, though. Have you? We haven't named it. Okay, have you named your other cars? Like, are you a, are you a, a serial car namer, or did Gary just get lucky? Gary just got lucky. I was just thinking about that. I haven't really, like, we had the land wagon, which we had a couple of land wagons, <laughs> which were just older, boxier cars that were on the verge of breaking down. Okay, fair. <laughs> Called them the land wagon because their turning radius was that of a continent. God, that's so. Shiloh's one of them one wouldn't of start. One of them wouldn't start up its engine if it was parked on an even slight incline. Oh God. Uh, yeah. So if you're on anything of a hill, it just wouldn't start. Oh my God. That's such yeah. a liability. That is, oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't miss that car in the least. Yeah. But um, yeah. Thinking of things. Speaking of things that I don't miss in the least. Okay. Our next headline, uh, Florida moves forward on denying transgender treatments. Of course they do. Governor Ron DeSantis' administration moved forward Friday with a proposal that would deny Medicaid coverage to treatments such as puberty-blocking medication and hormone therapy for transgender people. Yep. Great. Good, great. Under the proposed rule, the Medicaid program would not cover puberty-blocking medication hormone and hormone antagonists, reassignment surgeries, and any other procedures that would alter primary or secondary sexual characteristics. Uh, that's what Shiloh has. Shiloh, Shiloh has Medicaid. One thing we were talking about the other day is that um, we were kind of surprised if it covered it in the first place, given that all health insurance companies are notorious for like rarely covering trans healthcare mine doesn't and mine is supposed to be great mine is increasingly super fucking shitty um it's yeah um if you have an option don't do blue cross blue shield they suck dick but i concur huh i concur they do suck dick (laughs) they suck major dick um but uh so i am i'm paying for all of my trans healthcare out of pocket basically but what has saved my ass uh, going to Planned Parenthood for HRT, you put me onto that, um, and using GoodRx when it comes to actually picking up my my T prescriptions because it is way 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 better. Um, that has that has saved my ass in numerous ways. I just checked for what the cheapest pharmacy in town was for a while. It was CVS. It's not anymore, so I might switch. Um, and it was way better than it would have been otherwise because it is insane how much those prices are hiked up. Um, they tried to charge me like two hundred dollars for seven vials, and I said no, 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 I don't think so. And I showed them my little coupon. They said, "Oh, give us forty dollars," and I said that I can do. So obviously, it is still not ideal, but it is much better than the alternative. It is that. So definitely look into into GoodRx uh, if you are in the states and you are trans and your health insurance sucks ass. Is um, it? It's a rough time out there. Um, and it seems like insurance companies and the motherfucking government are dead set on making it harder for us. Yep. Good comedy you know podcast. You know what that's called? What? It's called genocide. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, trans suicide rates go up whenever they are not in uh, supportive environments. Not being able to transition does not seem super duper supportive. Um, yeah. 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 
If we have any listeners out there who live in other countries and have lots of disposable income they like to send our way, uh, we may need to flee. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I, I need you to know that I have had uh, the New Zealand Immigration Department page just up on my phone for like two months now. Just, just waiting, just hovering in safari, just um, in the wings, you know. You know, like you do. Yeah. Turns out immigration is hard, and it's uh, it's pretty daunting, and so I figured I should probably focus on moving to a new house first. So, yeah, let, let's do that first. Yeah. It's really cute, by the way. We got our keys two days ago. It's really fucking cute. Um, oh, good. I I like it so much. I like it a lot. Uh, I was supposed to have the downstairs room, um, but it looks like Shiloh and I might swap. It looks like I might end up with the upstairs room after all, but I told them that that means they have to be okay with me running the AC way, 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 way down. Because upstairs rooms are always very hot, because hot air rises, and that room especially is very fucking hot. Um, yeah. And I am I am set on not, not suffering to be up there. Initially, Shiloh did want the upstairs room because they thought that it was it was very luxurious to have an upstairs. So it's, you have to go upstairs every time you want to go to it. It just means you got to go upstairs. <laughs> The first place I moved, I moved out of our, our parents' house to, to go to. I had the, the upstairs bedroom, and the second the downstairs room was free, I moved all my shit almost entirely by myself, including my bed. It was a pain in the ass, but I was determined. Part of that was because I wanted uh, like the adjoining bathroom because it had like a door directly from the living room and also directly from the bedroom. It was great, sexiest situation ever. It was, it was delightful. Um, but Shiloh is a little bit scared of the. <laughs> There's a, there's a little closet in the upstairs bedroom with, like, the big AC unit thingy in it. Gotcha. And it's a little scary, apparently. It, and so Shiloh doesn't like it, which is really okay. cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Um, and I said that I, I would be willing to take the upstairs bedroom if it is that bad. Um, and it also has like a really, really tall ceiling and a window that leads directly to the roof, which I suppose I could sit on, which is thrilling. Um, and at my very, very first bedroom when I moved out, I also had a roof that I could sit on. But the problem was that it meant that my roommates, whatever they wanted to sit on the roof, would have to clamber over my bed with their dirty, dirty shoes. And so I wouldn't let them sometimes. Anyway, I'm a cool roommate now. And now I want to get on the roof all the time. Indeed. Okay, so as far as good news goes, um, a hundred and four-year-old yeah, woman's news do you have for us. A hundred and four-year-old woman's wish comes true, and she gets to hold a fucking penguin. It finally happened. Bertha Comore's lifelong dream of holding a penguin came true. The one hundred and four-year-old Farmington, Connecticut resident was able to meet Mister Red Green of the Mystic Aquarium earlier this month. The Aquarium and Twilight Wish Connecticut, an organization that grants wishes for senior citizens, made the surprise visit happen, bringing Mister Red Green to Comore's retirement community. I didn't expect this, she told WFSB. Best part was petting him and seeing him up close. She laughed and smiled as Mr. Red Green curled up on her lap, content with the attention he was receiving. That's really cute. That's really fucking cute. That he's, is really cute. He's got to pet a fucking penguin. I think that's great that there's a like a, a wish organization for seniors as well. That's great. That is great. Okay, you have some bad news for me. <laughs> This is more neutral news, to be honest. That's all right. Okay, good. Three people and two dogs were rescued after jumping off of a burning yacht in New Hampshire River. Net neutral. I was going to say positive. Neutral. Um, Yacht burning bad. People safe. Good. Just fine, I would say. Actually, yacht burning. I Actually, no, you're right. Net positive. Could be good. Fuck that yacht. yacht. Fuck that yacht, actually. You guys are rich. This is the universe saying, "Don't, don't do yachts. Why don't we not do yachts? Get over yourselves. Three passengers as well as two dogs jumped overboard as the boat became engulfed in flames. They were rescued by other boats. That's nice of the other boats. Um, did, Very nice of the other boats. Why, why did it catch on fire? What happened? Uh, we don't know yet. Although we do know that despite efforts to save the yacht, it drifted into main waters and eventually sank about two hours after the initial 911 call. Oh, no. Save the yacht? Oh, no. My theory. My theory. Vengeful fish, vengeful fish, vengeful fish. They said, fuck that boat. Vengeful fish. Okay, so you know like in the cartoons when some cool guy takes a match and he, he lifts, he, he like strikes it on the bottom of his shoe? 
Yes. I promise this connects. Um, I imagine a fish doing that, but like with a scale. <laughs> with his fin? Yeah. Or alternately, um, rubbed its rough, rough scales too quick against the side of the boat. He cut him off in traffic um, and it sparked, a, it sparked a little flame because that's how fish scales work and that's how sparking flames works even when it's in the ocean. Um, maybe if the fish was a better driver, this wouldn't have happened. Here we are. No more yacht. Luckily, the passenger and the dogs are fine. Here's the thing. Yeah. We don't have proof that's not what happened. I can't believe I'm a fucking prophet. Apollo actually just whispered in my little ear and said, this is a funny bit, but it's also truth from the gods. So good luck with that guilty conscience. I did. I solved the mystery. Now it's you turning into like mystery. a... Now it's turning into like a like a shitty Moby Dick. <laughs> I would argue that it would be way harder to find a little mediocre fish than it would be to find a really, really big whale. Like, there are a lot of whales, but there are even more tiny, shitty fish. I don't think that you'll find anybody willing to argue with you that it would be harder to find the big whale. <laughs> like, it's a whale, but I, they're easier to see. They're way easier to see. Fish, slippery. Catch a bunch of fish in a net. Well, now you got to go through all the fish. That's 100 fish. You wasted an afternoon. None of them set your yacht on fire. Oh, well, now you look stupid. Now you look fucking stupid. I fear we are being too mean to the yacht owners, but also they were yacht owners, so. Oh. Yeah, at the end of the day, they did own a yacht. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of uh, people that own boats. Okay, all right. I, didn't I think- promise this actually connects. Okay, go ahead. Actually, no, you you still wanted to do one more uh, good news segment, didn't you? You just said good news. Shut up. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not good news. Oh. Why would you not because say the technically, Because technically, it's never good news when you get taken to heck. Wait, okay, this is confusing, but okay, go ahead. So we're okay, not- so you know how I said, speaking of boat owners. Yeah, and now we're going to heck. The first demon for today okay. is from Etruscan mythology. Okay. Served as a psychopomp in the underworld, which means that he would bring the souls from one side of the river to the other side of the river. This is just on like his Karen. boat. This is just like Charon yep. in Greek mythology. That's great. Except this is Charon. Oh, 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 oh. It is our guy. Nope. Slightly different spelling. Spelled R-U-N instead of R-O-N. Oh, did you say Charon instead of Charon? Yeah. Okay. I always heard it said Charon or Charon. Or at least with the Greek one. This one's different, though. Well, it's also spelled Cheru oh, that's cool. or Charon. Okay. But it feels weird calling him Karen. It does feel weird calling him Karen, yeah. I'm, so I'm Karen, sure he'll let us know if he wants it to be something different. So, uh, Karen <laughs> was fundamentally different than his Greek counterpart. Okay, alright. Guarding the entryway to the underworld, he is depicted with a hammer, his religious symbol, and shown with pointed ears and snakes around his arms, and a bluish coloriz- colorization symbolizing the decay of death. Oh, fun little get-up. Okay. In some images, he has enormous wings. Cool. He is also depicted as a large creature with snake-like hair, a vulture's hooked nose, large tusks like a boar, heavy brow ridges, large lips, fiery eyes, pointed ears, a black beard, enormous wings... Jesus. ...and discolored grayish-bluish skin. That's a long list of char- of characterizations. Okay. Okay. Would you like to see a picture of him? Yes, that would make this easier. All I really got from that was like tusks, large lips, blue skin, big beard. You oh, have to scroll down a little bit in the article. What a delightful, jaunty little fellow. Okay, hold on. Oh, he looks fun. What's he doing to that guy? Oh, he's uh, just looks watching. like that guy's getting. He's just watching that guy get stabbed. Yeah, he's not stabbing the guy, so that's all right. Depic- oh, Ajax killing a Trojan prisoner in front of 
Charon. Oh, well, he looks fun. You know, he looks kind of um like satyr-like to me. I feel like if he had the little hooves, I wouldn't be surprised. He looks like a fun little guy. Yeah. Oh, it just started raining really suddenly. Okay, good, good. Oh, it's raining harder. Okay. Can you hear that? No, I cannot hear that. You might sue. <laughs> Start pouring down. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I hope it rains over here. We could use it. You want more rain? What is wrong with you? Fucking It'll freak. It'll cool it down. Okay. Can't argue with that, actually. <laughs> Cannot argue with that. You know, it's supposed to get up to 103 degrees next week. That's so fucking hellish. We ended up not going to the beach yesterday because we were fucking, like, drained as shit because it was so hot we were doing the movie stuff. So we cleaned the fucking house, too, Friday. Like, oh, my God. It was a huge pain in the ass. So speaking of places that are hot. Oh, this is great. We're still in heck. Okay. The Underworld. Mm-hmm. Karen is believed to have worked with many assistants in the Underworld, although they could be independent entities in their own right, or independent deities in their own right, rather. That makes it sound like <laughs> sound like he's like a YouTuber doing collabs with people. <laughs> well, much like a YouTuber, most of their names are lost to us. But at least one, Tachulcha, is identified on the tomb of in the tomb of Orcus II, and has hair and wings like a gorgon. Tachulcha whose gender is debated among scholars, uh, appears what? in a depiction of the story of Theseus, known by Etruscans as Thesi, mm. visiting the underworld. Theseus is the boss of beating my ass in Hades recently. I just died to him. It's very annoying. He's such a dick. I've never seen uh, a flattering fictional depiction of Theseus. He always comes off as an absolute asshole. Anyway, all my homies hate Theseus. Fuck that guy. There you go. The official stance of the podcast. All my homies hate Theseus. Yeah. Tell him I said so. Tell him I said so. <laughs> Sidebar. Didn't you say that uh, Charon or Karen is also depicted with with like snake-like hair? Yes. Picture you sent me just looked like sort of like wiry and curly. No snakes involved. Boo. Well, I'm sorry that the artist missed the memo. Embarrassing for them, honestly. It really is. <laughs> You know what else is embarrassing? What else is embarrassing? You don't have to say after every sidebar. Oh, my God. Yes, I do. That's your number one personality flaw. <laughs> so, you know what else is embarrassing? What else is embarrassing, Micah? Having a silly-sounding name. Oh, surely. Our next uh, demon is named Dantelion. <laughs> what a fucking loser. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't tell Dantelion that because they are a powerful duke of hell with oh 36 bad. legions of demons under his command. Oh, no. Luckily, I was joking when I said that, and I did also lie about thinking it was funny. It's pretty fucking cool, actually. You know what Dantelion does? What What does Dantelion do? Teaches all arts and sciences. All of them? All of them, apparently. And also declares the secret counsel of anyone, given that he knows the thoughts of all people and can change them at his will. Oh, no. Oh, that's not good based on what I just said. Uh, oh, can wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. I've been reprogrammed. <gasps> I'm straight now. No. I have to leave the podcast. <laughs> He got mad at me for saying his name was silly and he turned me heterosexual. <laughs> that would be a curse. <laughs> We're just kidding. It's not a curse to be heterosexual. <laughs> Maybe to you it's not. <laughs> uh, he can also cause love and show the similitude of any person. Show the same by means of a vision and let them be in any part of the world that they will. Wait, so he can just do anything? <laughs> what can't this guy do? Uh, apparently he is depicted as a man with many appearances, which is why there's no picture of him. Which means he has the faces of all men and women. This guy is kind of like God, actually. Um, like, and he's just a duke. He's not even, <laughs> he's not any higher than a duke. But he teaches all art and sciences. He can change everyone's thoughts and read everyone's thoughts. He can look like anybody he wants to, go anywhere in the world he wants, or transport anyone anywhere in the world. He's uh, got a yes. lot of shit going for him. Except the name. Except the name. 
I guess that I, I guess like if his reputation precedes him, he doesn't have to worry about the name too much. This is true. Maybe maybe he's proud of himself. Maybe he owns it. Maybe you shouldn't be mean to him about the name. Oh my god, he reprogrammed me again. <gasps> I would never You're defend right. that. I would never defend that guy. I'm so sorry, Micah. <laughs> My my reprogramming sound is really fun to do. You should try it. <laughs> I'll I'll trust your judgment on that. <laughs> Are you ready for a really hard name? Yeah. Okay, hit me. One that I just I'm not even sure I'm gonna pronounce it correctly. Okay. I believe this is pronounced Davy Jones. For real? <laughs> Wait, is he a real guy? The Sailor's Devil. Oh yeah. Is he for? Is he, I thought. Okay. Okay. Proceed. The origins of the name Davy Jones, the Sailor's Devil, are unclear, with a 19th-century dictionary tracing Davy Jones to a ghost of Jonah. Oh, that's cool. <gasps> Jonah from Jonah and the Whale. Yes. More, more like, more like Jonah in the Whale, if you know what I mean. He left eventually. Whatever. Other explanations of this nautical superstition have been put forth, including. <laughs> An incompetent sailor or pub owner who kidnapped sailors. That's really fucking funny. They're like, he might have just been a shitty sailor who kidnapped other people. (laughs) Why do you have to be incompetent? They did him so dirty. Or a pub owner. Interesting. Yeah. The earliest known reference to the negative connotation of Davy Jones occurs in the four years voyages of Captain George Roberts by author Daniel Defoe, published in 1726 London. Cool. Some of Lowe's company said they would look out some things and give me along with me when I was going away. But Rufo told them they should not, for he would toss them all in Davy Jones' locker if they did. Interesting. Yeah, I've always heard the Davy Jones' locker thing, but I didn't expect Davy Jones to just be some lame guy. Pirates of the Caribbean really just totally boofed Davy Jones' name for everybody. He's not a it cool kind pirate. Of- He's just some fucking dude. <laughs> well, in another description... Published in 1751 in The Adventures of the Peregrine Pickle. Of who? The Peregrine Pickle. That's really delightful. That's that's a good name. This same Davy Jones, according to sailors, is the fiend that presides over all the evil spirits of the deep and is often seen in various shapes, perching among the rigging on the eve of hurricanes, shipwrecks, and other disasters to which seafaring life is exposed, warning the devoted wretch of death and woe. Cool. That's that's fun. That's goth. In the story, Jones is described as having saucer eyes, three <laughs> rows of teeth, horns, a tail, and blue smoke coming from his nostrils. That's pretty cool. That's like that's a that's a pretty banger outfit, actually. I can't argue with that. It's pretty good. <laughs> blue smoke. He just <laughs> he's just constantly puffing mad clouds. <laughs> Just blowing clouds. <laughs> Davy Jones vape god. <laughs> That's cool as hell. That's Davy Jones, and this has been uh, Take You to Heck. What a nifty guy. You know, I feel like he could have fit pretty well into uh, Mischievous Boys. Because um, he's not even a real demon. I would argue that he's not a real demon. The, the, the thing with horns and blue smoke coming out of it. I mean, yeah, but other people Three said he teeth. was just a shitty pub owner who kidnapped some guy. <laughs> I don't think, like, all of our other demons who we've discussed, I don't think anybody has mistaken them for an incompetent sailor or a kidnapping pub owner. They're all pretty staunchly demons, I think. With this guy, it was like a rumor. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you know who's not a rumor? Who's not a rumor? The next segment we're going to. Please Which you already segued into. Yeah! <laughs> it's Mischievous Boys. Give me a boy. Give me a boy. What's today's boy? Uh, well... I have five ladies that fall into the category of mischievous boy and that they're all pirates. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I was hoping we'd talk about pirates. I feel like all pirates are mischievous boys. This is delightful. This is great. 
Also, I was trying to like go from Davy Jones into this, but I couldn't work out the segue, oh, which is I surprising because it would have been so. You'd think it'd be an easy segue to do. Yeah, you'd think. Well, guess what? It's not. It's hard. You're good at making bad segues, but you're not <laughs> good at making obvious ones. <laughs> yeah, this was a total layup, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> so, who are fancy lady pirates? Uh, our first fancy lady pirate is Ching E. Sao. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's or the wife of Chang mm-hmm. was a Cantonese former prostitute who married a powerful corsair named Chang in 1801. The husband and wife team soon raised one of China's most formidable pirate armies. Their outfit boasted hundreds of ships and some fifty thousand men. Pirate armies, and they preyed on fishing vessels, supply junks, and coastal villages of southern China with impunity. What's the government even going to fucking do if enough people decide they're pirates and join the pirate club? What's the government going to fucking do? It's way back when. They don't have guns or nukes or anything. Well, they might have guns, but they don't have nukes or anything. guns. Guns have been around for a while. Guns have been around since like the 1300s. That's a long time for a gun to be around, actually. Really? Yeah, have you ever seen pictures of early guns? No. I guess they did have like... And they did have, like, cannonballs and stuff in, on pirate ships. The first firearm was called the Fire Lance, which appeared in China between the 10th and 12th centuries. That's so fucking cool. Fire Lance is such a good name for it. We never, ever should have strayed from the original vision. It consisted of a bamboo tube of gunpowder tied to a spear or other pole arm. What? Just propelled the fucking lance forward. That's so cool. Really weren't fucking around when they named that bad boy. They got it right on the nose, actually. <laughs> So it looks like Europe got the guns around 1360 and the 1300s. Okay. Interesting. So. Okay. So like, yeah, they might've had guns, but they probably didn't have 50,000 men and a bunch of pirate ships. I mean, they might've, but. Well, it, what actually happened. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, I, I, I can read what happened right here. Like I'm looking at it. I'd rather guess, a, guess for a little longer, if you don't mind. <laughs> I mean, sure. We can eat it more time. Uh. Upon her husband's death in 1807, oh wow, they were only married six years. Oh. Mrs. Chang elbowed her way into power and partnered with a trusted lieutenant and lover named Chang Pao. <gasps> lover? Over the next few years, she plundered her way across Southeast Asia and assembled a fleet that rivaled many countries' navies. Holy shit. She also penned a rigorous code of conduct for her pirates. Rape of female prisoners was punishable by beheading. Great. And deserters had their ears chopped off. Oh, Okay. Miss Chang's bloody reign made her public enemy number one of the Chinese government, and in 1810, the British and Portuguese navies were enlisted to bring her to justice. Girl boss. Rather than duking it out at sea, she shrewdly agreed to surrender her fleet and lay down her cutlass in exchange for the right to keep her ill-gotten riches. <laughs> Mrs. Chang retired as one of history's most successful pirates and went on to run a gambling house until her death in 1844 at the age of 69. That's so nice. Nice. That's so good. Icon behavior. That's great. That's incredible. That's, wow. So she just happened to marry a guy who was already a pirate? And then just sort of went into his business after he died. Incredible. I love it. I wonder if she was lovers with that lieutenant before or after her husband's death. Oh, who can tell? Who can tell? Either way, I support her. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind either way. I think it's pretty cool of her. So yeah, our next pirate is a little more famous to Western audiences. Mm-hmm. Anne Bonny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone is really hoping that she will be in season two of Our Flag Means Death. Anne Bonny began her life as the illegitimate daughter of a wealthy Irish lawyer illegitimate daughter wealthy okay gotcha gotcha in an effort to hide her dubious parentage her father had her dress as a boy and pose as his law clerk for part of her youth damn that sucks dick wow imagine stepping out and then you have to bear the consequences ah that guy sucks dick okay she later moved to america where she married a sailor in 1718 and joined and journeyed to the pirate infested island of new providence in the bahamas there, she abandoned her husband and <laughs> fell under the spell of Calico Jack Rackman, a flamboyant buccaneer who plied his trade in the Caribbean. Wait a minute, I think Calico Jack is also in Our Flag Means Death. Luckily, that show is biographical, and I know the rest of the story, so I will take it from here. <laughs> okay, go ahead. 
Um, okay, Calico Jack was a huge dick, and he's played by the guy who was also Job in Arrested Development, but I don't know his real name. Um, and the only thing I uh, remember that he was in was when he was Job in Arrested Development, even though he's done a lot of other shit. Anyway, he was a major dick, and he and Blackbeard definitely fucked before. The end. So what actually <laughs> happened that I have over here on my screen... You can't prove that Calico Jack and Blackbeard didn't fuck. This is true. I have no proof that they did not fuck. You can leave the part about Arrested Development out, but you have no proof about the relationship with Blackbeard. Bonnie had always been known for her fierce and courageous temper, according to one legend. She nearly beat a man to death when he tried to force himself on her. Good for her. And she quickly showed that she could guzzle rum, curse, and wield a pistol and cutlass with the best of Calico Jack's crew. She later forged a friendship with fellow female pirate Mary Reed. Friendship? uh, Friendship. Friendship? friendship and the pair played a leading role in a spree of raids against small fishing boats and trading sloops in the summer and fall of 1720 did you say sloop sloop it's a kind of ship oh that's a cute little name that's a silly name you never heard of a sloop no that sounds like the name of a dumb fish i bet that's what set the yacht on fire just a little sloop well you're gonna laugh whenever you see what a sloop is because it is literally just a sailing vessel. It looks like a sailing vessel. It has sails. <laughs> it's what you, it's it's a, what you think of when you think of... A boat. <laughs> a boat. That's what a sloop is. It's just a boat. <laughs> you see a boat in, like, cartoons? That's what this is. It's just a little sailboat. That's so cute. <laughs> Why is it so small? It's just, uh... That's a boat. <laughs> it's a sloop. Bonnie's stint on the high seas was cut short that October when Calico Jack's ship was captured by a band of pirate hunters. (gasps) Calico Jack and several other men were executed, but Bonnie and Reed dodged the noose after they were both found to be pregnant. That's slick as hell. That is very, very slick. The next pirate is Mary Reed, of course. Of course. Born in England in the late 17th century, Mary Reed spent most of her youth disguised as her deceased half-brother. So, kind kind of a... Okay. Trend going on. Yeah. So that her penniless mother could scam the boy's grandmother. (laughs) Hoping to quench her thirst for adventure, she later adopted the name Mark Reed and took on a succession of traditionally male jobs. Gender non First as a soldier and later as a merchant sailor. Cool. Reed turned pirate in the late 1710s after buccaneers attacked the ship she was working on and impressed her into their ranks. Cool. So she didn't have a choice. She just kind of... Got taken captive by pirates who said, good news, you're a pirate now. Oh, less cool. I guess that's uh, that's adventure for sure. Yeah. She later found her way onto Calico Jack Rackham's boat, where she met and befriended Anne Bonny and revealed herself to be a woman. That's delightful. So, okay, wait, Anne Bonny, by the time she was on Calico Jack's ship, she wasn't like hiding that she was a woman at that point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anne Bonny was already, okay, out and proud. Gotcha. Reed only sailed with Calico Jack for a few months, but during that time, she won a fearsome reputation. One of her most famous exploits came in October 1720, when she and Bonnie fought like banshees during an attack by pirate hunters. If there's a man among ye, she supposedly screamed at the male buccaneers cowering below decks, ye'll come up and fight like the man ye are to be. Get his ass. Despite Reed's heroics, she and the rest of Calico Jack's crew were captured and charged with piracy. Reed avoided execution by admitting she was quick with child, but she later came down with a fever and died in prison. Damn. It's so fucked up. Way back when, catch a little bug, catch a little catch a little fever. Oops, you're dead now. You're fucking dead now. That sucks. Yeah, it's kind of nice that we have modern medicine for now that, that takes care of that. Yeah. That'd be really embarrassing, I feel like, to die from a fever. Girl, come on. Why isn't your body doing the work? She was quick with child, though. I shouldn't blame her. It's such a weird phrase. Quick with child. It actually means after a certain point of the pregnancy. Oh, like she was like about to like pop a baby out. No, I think the quick the quickening is whenever you can hear the heartbeat. The quickening is so threatening. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's called the quickening. I have never heard that before. Okay, all right. See, you learn something new every day. This is a very educational podcast. It is quite educational. By the way, all this is from history.com. Yay! I think. They could be talking about Bigfoot. They could be talking about lady pirates. This time they're talking about lady pirates. Could be talking about aliens. 
could be claiming dumb shit about the aliens. Could be saying aliens did the pyramids when nope, it was just uh, other really people. smart people. It was just people. Fucking aliens. Always fucking aliens. Always fucking aliens. Was that so, three? That was three pirates. That's three pirates. I've got to pause real quick because I actually have to really use the bathroom. Okay, go pee. I bet Mike is having an IBS attack. Anyway, I'm going to play Hades. I had to text my friends back first. Oh, damn it. Mike came back. I was just saying that I thought you were probably having an IBS attack, but you came back pretty quick, so I don't think it was that. No, I just really had to piddle. <laughs> piddle is what, like, puppies do. That's what you say when a dog pisses on the floor. <laughs> Where do you think I went? With an adult. Hey! <laughs> That's why I was so quick. <laughs> he just stepped off camera for a second. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gross. So, uh, our next pirate after that pee joke. Yeah. Good old, good Grace, old, good reliable piss joke. Good reliable piss joke. Grace O'Malley. Okay. During a time when most women were denied an education and kept restrained to their homes, pirate Grace O'Malley led a 20 ship, a 20 ship fleet that stood up to the might of the British monarchy. All of these women keep running very, very good pirate crews. Also known as Granuela, or Bald, for her habit of cutting her hair short, mm. O'Malley was born into a powerful clan that lorded over the coastlines of Western Ireland. So she's, like, part of, like, a powerful family already. Part of a powerful pirate family, it looks like. Oh, okay. Y'all already have power. You need to be pirates, too. Leave pirating to the little guys. Well, they were the little guys, but they got big by pirating. Which you could argue is how the ruling class got big in the first place. Oh. Is by pirating. Oh my god, this was a lesson about communism all along. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the real mischievous boys was the communism we talked about along the way. Exactly. After taking the reins in the 1560s, she continued a family tradition of piracy by plundering English and Spanish shipping vessels and attacking rival chieftains. Her, es her escapades were legendary. One tale claims she did battle at sea only a day after giving birth, oh. but they also drew the ire of the authorities. Oh! She was forced to repel a siege against her stronghold at Rock Castle, at Rockfleet Castle, in 1574, and later did 18 months behind bars after she was captured during one of her raids. Leave her alone. Let her hang out in her castle. Maybe the authorities hate to see women winning. That's the takeaway from this, yeah. This is about this. This isn't about piracy. This is about they hate to see women in power. That's ridiculous. I'm trying to think of a gaslight gatekeep girl boss pirate equivalent. But the... the, the gaslight gate fleet. Uh, are there any pirate words that start with, with, with G? Gyar. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um... Damn, there well, aren't even any good pirate jokes with the letter G in them. If you think of any, let us know in the reviews you leave for our podcast, which, by the way, you should leave reviews for our podcast so it'll be boosted in the algorithm. Don't give us a one-star review just because you came up with a good pirate joke and we didn't, though. That would be really fucking mean. Actually, I have a good pirate joke. What is it? So one day a pirate goes to the doctor. Okay. And the pirate has this is gonna be some a bullshit. big, large steering wheel attached at the belt. Okay. <laughs> and the doctor says, well, tell me, Mr. Pirate, what seems to be the problem? And the pirate goes, yar, the problem be this wheel. It's driving me nuts. That's not even, sp it's, oh my God. It's driving his nuts. Why'd it have to be a pirate? It didn't Why even wouldn't it be a pirate? It didn't even have to be a pirate. Anybody with a steering wheel attached to their boat could have, <laughs> that's already, s or a steering wheel, that <sighs> That's not a pirate-specific joke. <laughs> it's not. It is, because I said it was a pirate. No, but it's... Oh, my God. I'm saying it's a poor joke. I'm saying it's a poor joke. <laughs> you are killing me here. Uh, I go to the not... trouble to bring a joke on this website. This website. On this podcast. <laughs> I can't talk. I am tired. <laughs> it's starting to set in. Holy crap. Yeah. Which is annoying, because I drank a whole thing of coffee earlier. Damn. 
Now you just have to piss. You're not even getting. You're not even getting the benefits from it. You just have to piss. I know, right? I'm sorry. That's lame. The story of Grace O'Malley's not done yet. Oh, oh, okay. O'Malley resumed her marauding after her release. Girl boss. But more trouble arrived in the early 1590s when British authorities impounded her fleet. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? British authorities impounded her fleet. Remind me what impound means? Does that mean what I think it means? Yeah, they just they just took her boats. <laughs> they said, you're behind on your pirate ship payments. They just took them. <laughs> Like, if you don't stop stealing our stuff, we're going to have to take your boats. And it's like, what, you could have taken the boats the whole time and you just didn't? (laughs) Okay, all right. So it gets better. Okay. With nowhere else to turn, the 63-year-old buccaneer, 63, mind you, appealed directly to Queen Elizabeth I for assistance. What? What, she had her phone number? During a famous royal audience in London... O'Malley portrayed herself as a tired and broken old woman and begged the queen to return her ships, release one of her captured sons, and allow her to retire in peace. The gambit worked, but it seems like O'Malley didn't keep up her end of the bargain because records show that she and her sons continued pirating until her death in 1603. That is so fucking funny. Oh my god. She was like, give me all your gold. Give me all your gold. Give me all your shit. And they take her ships. He goes, hey, I'm just I'm just a little old lady. I'm about to die anyway. Give me one of my sons. Not all of them. You can keep a couple. I only like this one. Give me one of my sons and give me a ship back, please. And the queen was like, oh my god, girl. I'm an old woman too. Yes, you can have your sons back and you can have a ship. And she's like, ha, give me the gold. Give me, give me the gold. That's a great shtick. I think that's delightful. Where's her Oscar? What a power move. Where's her movie? Where's her movie? That would be an amazing movie adaptation. Also, I'm really hung up on the fact that she asked for one of her sons back. <laughs> Imagine her thinking this was yeah. her chance to get rid of her shittier son, and then the queen gave them all back, but the guy was there when she said, give me back one. <laughs> oh, goodness. I do enjoy that she got the sons in on the family business of pirating, though. It, it's nice to have a family business to fall back on. So true. I wouldn't know. T. Anyway. <laughs> so our final pirate oh final pirate okay yeah yeah her name is rachel wall cool rachel wall's biography is peppered with myths and legends but if a certain tales about her are true she was one of the first and only american women to try her hand at piracy Mm. as the story goes wall was a pennsylvania native who ran away from home as a teen and married a fisherman named george wall They always seem to marry into it. They settled in Boston and tried to scrape out a living, but constant money problems eventually made them turn to a life of crime. Good for them. In 1781, the Walls procured a small boat, teamed with a few fellow low-life mariners, and began preying on ships off the coast of New England. Their strategy was as ingenious as it was brutal. Whenever a storm passed through the region, the Buccaneers would dress their book up to look like it had been ravaged by rough seas. Then comely Rachel would then stand on the deck and plead for aid from passing ships. When the unsuspecting rescuers came near, they were promptly boarded, robbed, and murdered. Holy shit. That is an amazing shtick. Whoa. Damn. They really, they just absolutely preyed on the gender roles of the era. Holy shit. Wall's siren song may have lured as many as a dozen ships to their doom, but her luck ran out in 1782 when a real storm destroyed her boat and killed George. Oh no. She continued her thieving on land, but was later arrested in 1789 for attacking and robbing a Boston woman. Mm. While in prison, she penned a confession admitting to Sabbath breaking, stealing, <laughs> lying, disobedience to parents, and almost every other sin a person could commit except murder. Unfortunately for Wall, the mea culpa was not enough to sway the authorities, and on October 8th, she became the last woman ever executed in Massachusetts when she was hanged to death in Boston. The fact that she pled to sins as if they were crimes is really fucking funny, and I love that she just, like, tossed in a few others for good measure, but refused to admit to murder. That is so fascinating. That makes me feel like they they like they treated the Ten Commandments like law, 
But like, how are you gonna like? Are you gonna punish people for breaking the Sabbath? Come on, I like that yes. she pulled that. They used to do that. What year was this? In the 1700s, it was very common. In the 1700s, they would legally punish people for doing work on Sunday. Yes. That's so lame. What if I want to get my money up? Don't do it on the Sabbath. Boo. That sucks. What, all the stores closed? Yes. That's dumb. I just think it's bad for the free market, okay? Listen. No, you're right. It is totally bad for the free market. I'm nothing if not a capitalist. <laughs> can't even say it with a straight face. I really can't. Damn. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that was our, uh, our stint in uh, Mischievous Boys. I think that's great. Those are really delightful mischievous boys. Who were all ladies? They're boys in spirit. The mischievous boys title transcends gender. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. You got it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Hey, Micah. Hey, Stevie. Hey Micah, hey, hey Micah, do you want to find out what type of zoo enclosure you should be kept in? Sure, Stevie. I don't see why not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you in one, but it won't be a problem. You, you're helping me pick it out, so it's, it's fine. You're participating. Exactly. Okay, so this, this quiz is titled "What type of zoo enclosure should you be kept in?" and it is by UQuiz user Gutter Bagel. Okay, so first off, we obviously have to know what kind of creature are you? Reptile, kinny, human, but like Aragorn, I have a destiny. Non-fungible, fungus, vampire, human, parentheses, boring. Uh, I contain multitudes, but I'm physically an Aquarius. I'm going to go with non-fungible. Non-fungible. Question number two. What element is your zodiac sign? Fire, air, water, earth, or why wasn't Scorpio first? Earth. Earth. What quality is your zodiac sign? Cardinal, mutable, fixed. Luckily, they tell you which sign is which, and the final option is 1080p. Mine's 1080p. Obviously. Mine is fixed. I'm a Leo. I don't know what the fuck those mean. Question four. Choose a. <laughs> Question four. Choose a persona. Bat slash fox hybrid with a galaxy aesthetic. I already have so many. Rainbow shrimp. Fuck you. Hyena, Garfield, Dolphin, or Undead Wolf with an Edgelord name. I'm going to go with a Bat-Fox hybrid with a Galaxy aesthetic. I felt that coming from a mile away. Question number five. What would you like for enrichment? A soccer ball full of meat? Carnage? Attention? A Star Wars Lego set? A gaming PC? Six to ten creatures of the same species enough to form at least two rival cliques? HBO Max and Hulu no ads? Or the cage full of bouncy balls from Walmart? I'm going to say gaming PC. Gaming PC. This is shaping up to be a comfy pad. Okay, question six. Who's your favorite zookeeper and why? Bart with the cargo pants full of treats. TJ shares his weed. Sawyer has cool stories and puns. Or Megan wears a dangly necklace and one of these days I'm going to grab it. TJ shares his weed. Obviously. Pick an architectural style. Brutalism. Constructivism. Tudor revival. Mid-century modern. Art deco. Romanesque. Or American Victorian. Oh, wait. Or minimalism. See, minimalism sucks so bad that I even forgot to mention it at the end. Uh, let's go for mid-century modern. Really? I like mid-century mod. Huh. I get the interior furniture, but the exterior, mediocre. I think that the American Victorian uh, exterior is very charming. Question number eight. Why are you in the zoo? Lured here with the trail of Sour Patch Kids. Lowest rent in the city. I'm fascinating. Study abroad. Something to do. I'm dangerous. Tax purposes or educational purposes. Lowest rent in the city. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Question number nine. The next question is timed. Fuck or okie doke. I'm going to go with fuck. Don't worry. It literally never leaves the page, even though it's timed. I, I don't know what the timed questions even do. Okay, answer within three seconds. Hand, hide, nice, smack, or bite? Uh, smack. Smack. See, it says, sorry, you're out of time for this question, but it doesn't even do anything. What does that mean? I don't get it. Uh, question 11. Leave something to throw into the crocodile pond. This is a free answer. What do you want to toss in? The first thing that came into my mind is not what I'm going to say. What was the first thing that came to mind? Toddler. That's really funny. I'm adding that. I was going to put 
mystery meat. So I'm going to put mystery meat, parentheses, toddler. <laughs> this is a group effort. <laughs> Your answer is an aviary. Nice high ceilings, lots of natural light, and nothing to stop you from dive bombing tourists. Downside is you have lots of roommates, but if you find a crook in the rock and start nesting, the keepers will help you defend it. It stays nice and toasty in the winter, and not only are there flora from your natural habitat, but also all kinds of cool toys. Worst case scenario, those heavy plastic flap doors aren't fooling anyone. Just hit your ride on some kid's backpack and escape. That's great. Indeed. That looks so fucking pretty. I got the manta ray. The the I got the manta ray pool. Like That's the one. That's also cool. It's cool. They just swim in circles and people pet them as they go by. I fucking love that pool. I don't know that I want to live in it because that is. I feel like I get overstimulated very quickly. Um, I would I would be very overwhelmed by that. Um. But I do love petting the manta rays at the at the manta ray pool. It is nice. Uh, and by the way, they're stingrays, but they remove the stingers. Um, named David, who is chill as hell, and we would uh, play together when our moms would hang out, and we would play a game called manta ray. And it was just I'm sitting on a chair, and he is rolling around on the floor because he's the manta ray, and I'm a human person. I don't really remember what the premise was beyond that, but I think he just had like a manta ray phase. And so he just rolled around on the floor for a while because he was swimming. Duh. Okay. David, if you're out there, Manta Ray was cool as hell. I hope you're having a good life. But no, like, it, like, like in, in this pool, it's, it's not actually Manta Rays in this pool. They're Stingrays, but they remove the stingers. Oh, wait, what's the difference? They have different faces. Hold on, I might be, I might be wrong. Like, Manta Rays have those big open mouths and those little pointy things. Oh, oh. Those look so scary. Yeah, that's a manta ray. They grow to be huge. Oh my god, they're so scary. Meanwhile, a stingray is the one with a pointed nose. And those are the ones oh. that they keep in those shallow pools for you to, to pet. Yeah, that is what it was. So it's actually a stingray. Wait, so did I just misremember it? Or are they calling them one thing when they're the other? They might have, they probably called it the wrong thing in the quiz. Maybe. Yeah, they probably did. I don't think that they would put one of those terrifying motherfuckers in the, in the pools. The manta ray story is real, though. Uh, David definitely was not playing fucking Stingray. That's lame as hell. Look at that dumb little face. He was definitely playing manta ray. Good to know. I would have this so, guy's uh, pet. I could put him in my bathtub. Manta rays? No, they'd probably eat me. Which, they're right. They're right. They if I krill. put him in a bathtub, I get that. That's on me. Manta rays eat krill. If you, That's a morbid thing to say. I was going to say, if you chop up a human tiny enough, they'd probably think it was krill. Chop me up real small, I'm krill now. That's how it works. No, that's fair. That is how, exactly how it works. I'm Krill now, actually. <laughs> uh, my life in the Thrill Krill Court. Thrill Krill Cult. Damn it, I, mean, I fucked up the joke. Is that a reference to something? Yes. If it makes you feel better, I didn't care that you fucked it up because I was too busy trying to understand what, the, what you were referencing. That's fine. I don't think anybody's going to understand my reference to the Thrill Kill Cult. Is that a band or... Yeah. I've got to guess it right. Is this some like esoteric goth music no one's ever heard of? Like the name of the group is My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. That's like the so whole I name said long. My Life with the Thrill Krill Cult. That's really funny. Now that I get it, now that I have context, it's actually really funny. We should do two minutes of exposition for all of our jokes. <laughs> we should. That's how you make them funnier. <laughs> it's how you make it funny. You, you have to make sure that everyone in your audience gets it. You have to be inclusive. Would you like to hear some of their music? Sure. If I said no, what would you do? What would you fucking do? You can I'd share be annoyed. your with me anyway. <laughs> Jesus. They're so loud. Oh, they spell cult with a K, so they're special. A daisy chain for Satan is the song. Yeah, this is esoteric goth music. I was right. Yeah, pretty much. 6K likes on YouTube. I think that's considered underground. They're definitely not underground. Well, they, I guess they're kind of <laughs> underground. This is when the screaming comes in. Yeah, they are They are doing that. Maybe that's the daisy chain. I feel like Shiloh would like this. Can you copy-paste me the link? Anyway, you get the idea. I think that's fun. I think we have enough for a podcast now. Yeah, I'd say we're good. Yeah, so Stevie, where can people find you? You can find all my shit over at stevieb.com. That's stevieb.com. 
Um, I would highly recommend, I would highly ask you, beg you, say, please, 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 please leave us reviews, leave us podcast reviews, because it helps us, helps us with the algorithm, puts us in people's suggested. Um, we have, uh, been keeping an eye on our stats and more people have been listening lately, which is very excited, uh, which, which is very exciting. Um, and Micah yesterday said that there is one very, very, very committed person in New York who seems to just be listening at a constant pace. Um, so that's exciting. Hi, new listener. Um, uh, I love you. Micah, where can everyone hide? Find, where, where can I- it's so hard to talk today, isn't it? Yeah. It is for me, too. You can find my music over at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. We also have a Patreon, which you can subscribe to and get an extra episode every other week. So for instead th- of every two weeks, you get an episode every week. For 300 cents. That's... Hold on. I can't do math. $3. No, is that 75 cents a week? No. Wait. Why are you trying to do math during plugs? Sorry, I wanted to I wanted to make it sound like even smaller, but $3 is a pretty negligible amount already. <laughs> it, it is a very small amount of money to get extra content to listen to. Put us in your ears. And, and it's in nicer. those episodes, it is nicer. We don't talk about the news. It's great. It's really lovely. We just dick around, except last time when we had to dick around three times in a row. But here's the thing. We did it anyway. We could have given up. If the third time had fallen through, we would have given up. Sorry. Three times a charm on that one. Um, but if if need be, we will record every episode three times just for you. Just for our sweet, sweet Patreon listeners. Micah won't. I can see it on their face. Micah won't. I will, though. <laughs> no, no, I will. Because it has to be done for the Patreon <laughs> listeners. Because they pay us. So, of course, we want to give them the extra content. Absolutely. They pay us $3, they pay us $3 a month. It's very important that they get all the content they want, actually, I think. Hey, we also have a Tumblr. We have a Tumblr, which is where you can send us potential daily questions. You can send us uh, mail. Yeah, you can send us mail to our ass box. Say whatever you want about the podcast. Um, don't, like, say cuss words at me, though. We don't cuss in this podcast. Um, you can also send quiz links. Uh, we don't cuss in this podcast. <laughs> what? what the fuck are you talking about? Stop it! Stop it! We're trying to break into the we're trying to break into the kids entertainment market. Okay, do not fuck this up for me, please. <laughs> As you say the word. Hey, fuck. hey, shut up! Damn. Oh no! <laughs> that last one was unintentional. I don't think we're ever gonna get invited to children's birthday parties. This is not good. This is a real Chuck E. Cheese situation. Okay, send us questions. Send us mail. Send us cool quiz links uh, to our Tumblr. Which is Gender Swap Podcast, by the way. Don't tweet us, though. I, I don't. I never look at our Twitter account. If you want to follow it anyway, that's gender underscore swap underscore pod. Um, but uh, don't, because our Tumblr is cooler. Our Tumblr is indeed cooler. So I guess there's nothing left to say, but um, bye. bye.